At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Look Ahead with Scott Seidenberg on VSIN, the sports betting network. Scott Sattenberg back here with you. It is the look ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. As Championship Sunday is now set, the AFC Championship game will feature the Kansas City Chiefs hosting the Cincinnati Bengals, and the NFC title game will have a rematch of a game that we saw a couple of weeks ago. In fact, both of these games are rematches, but it's an NFC West divisional rivalry game between the Rams and the 49ers at SoFi Stadium, and the Rams. By virtue of their win over the Bucs, now have an incredible opportunity in front of them. A chance to host the NFC Championship game. And then, with a win, they will be the home team in the Super Bowl. Yeah, think about that. We just had last year the Tampa Bay Bucks become the first team to win the Super Bowl in their home stadium. They're the first team to play a Super Bowl in their home stadium. We've had teams close, like, you know, Miami playing, at the, the uh, or, you know, uh, L.A. team playing at the Rose Bowl or the Coliseum or, you know, uh, or um, I believe, yeah, I believe a Rose Bowl game or uh, an Orange Bowl game. You know, th- there's there's been times, but to play in your home stadium, the Bucks did it and they won last year. And now an opportunity for the Rams to do it at SoFi Stadium. Think about that advantage. We're not talking about like the Bucs last year having to go on the road to Green Bay, play in the NFC Championship game, then come home and deal with all the festivities and everything surrounding the Super Bowl. The Rams will be home the entire time. They're at home preparing for the game, then they stay home preparing for the Super Bowl. That is just absolutely incredible. What an opportunity. What an advantage for the Rams to have. Will they take advantage of it is, is another story. This is a 49er team that is going to have a large contingency of fans at SoFi Stadium like they did that final game of the regular season with the chance to be eliminated from the playoffs in Week 18 The 49ers had a large contingent of fans uh, at SoFi Stadium. And I'm sure it's going to be the same here for the NFC Championship game. But this Rams team, let, let me just say, they are very good. And I am kicking myself in the rear end because about, I want to say it was, 
maybe week uh it had to have been at this point let me look at the records here it was okay i'll tell you exactly when it was it was week let's say 10 week 10 or so of the season and it was after the chargers had beaten the steelers so it might have been week 10 or week 11 and i looked at the futures odds at that point of the season and i thought hmm this is the time now Week 11, it was, oh yeah, it was, so it was after week 11. I said, this is the time now where I want to place a future. Because y- you were going into the final stretch of the regular season. And this is where the teams were really going to start to separate themselves. And uh, teams were going to get hot, go on a little bit of a run, see if they can get to the Super Bowl, Right. So at that point of the season, I was trying to find where I would be best equipped to place a future bet. And I looked at the L.A. teams, and I said, you know what would be something if both of these teams had a chance to play in the Super Bowl in their home stadium? And I looked at Justin Herbert, And I said, you know what? This kid's got something. This team is six and four. And, uh, you know, they got a shot here. They got a shot. Because I looked at their schedule, or it might have been after this, excuse me. They might have been six and five. It might have been after the loss to the Broncos. And I said, you know what? They got a chance here. Okay? Beat the Bengals, beat the Giants. And then if they beat the Chiefs, they're winning the division. They have the Texans, the Broncos, and Raiders to end the season. And I felt, man, this is a team that's going 11-5 and five and is winning the division. And with the win over Kansas City at 11-5 and five is going to be the one seed in the uh, AAA or 12-5, and five, excuse me, with uh, is going to 12-5. With a win over Kansas City, they're going to be the one seed in the AFC. That was my thought. And I decided I'm going to place my future bet on the Los Angeles Chargers. At the same time during the season, the Rams were 7-5. and five. So the Chargers were 6-5. and five. The Rams were 7-5. and five. And I thought to myself, which one, or the Rams were seven and four? Yeah. It was seven and four versus six and five. And I said, which team? Because I really wanted to bet on one of these LA teams. Because I the idea of playing the Super Bowl at home, and then I looked at all the other futures, and no one, because again, I was looking for something. I should I should have started from the beginning this way. I was looking for something higher than plus a thousand. I wanted more than 10 to 1. Because I'm not going to invest in a future that is going to hold my money for not a you know a, a good payout. So I wanted something at ten to one or longer. 
The Rams were right around there. It was like plus 950, plus 1,000. The Chargers were plus 1,100. And I said, you know, which team has the better chance? And I looked at the Chargers schedule and I said, yeah, you know what? That The toughest game is the Chiefs game. I love the way Herbert's playing. This is a team that I thought was going to go 12-5 and five and be the number one seed in the AFC. And had they beaten the Chiefs, maybe it would have happened. Turns out they lose to the Chiefs, they lose to the Texans. And then we all know what happened in the game against the Raiders. They don't even make the playoffs. That future, down the drain. The Rams at that point, I looked at their schedule, and they still had to go to Arizona to play the Cardinals. At that point, Arizona was still in first place in the division. And I said, you know what? Going to Arizona to play the Cardinals, going to Minnesota to play the Vikings, going to Baltimore to play the Ravens, I don't, I don't know. I think this team is going to be a wild card team and, uh, you know, not going not gonna to do it. I couldn't have been more wrong because it was the Chargers who wound up losing some really bad games. Losing the Chiefs game killed the entire future bet because had they beaten the Chiefs, they could have had a legit chance to win the division because I do believe that if they beat the Chiefs, then I don't think the Chargers wind up losing to the Texans. And then I think they beat the Broncos like they did, and they beat the Raiders at the end of the season. Certainly, you know, well, you never know what could happen, but the Raiders might have been out of it at that point. But they wind up losing to the Chiefs, then they lose to the Texans, the season's over. Meanwhile, after losing that Packers game, the Rams beat the Jaguars, beat the Cardinals, beat the Seahawks, beat the Vikings, beat the Ravens. They won five straight games after losing three straight, setting themselves up at 12-4 and with a chance to increase their seeding in the NFC playoff picture. They lock up the division. Uh, They lose to the 49ers, but they still win the division. They become the three-seed in the NFC playoff picture. And by virtue of the 49ers doing their part and the Rams doing theirs, the Rams as the three seed are hosting the NFC championship game. Man, I wish I had that plus 950 plus 1,000 future on the Rams to win the NFC. Because I'm leaning towards them to win this game at home. We have seen a different Matthew Stafford in these playoffs. And I think that loss to the 49ers really, really stuck with him. And we've certainly seen in these two games, the most important thing has been no turnovers. That's been it. No turnovers in the first game against the Cardinals. No turnovers in the divisional game against the Bucs, and now an opportunity to be at home against the 49ers with all your weapons, with the possibility of getting Whitworth back on the offensive line to help out with that 49er pass rush. But this Rams team is stacked. And they not just have the talent, and we saw it, I mean, Odell Beckham Jr. with some big catches. Cooper Cup, of course. 
Von Miller had the huge strip sack. But they're playing at an elite level. And Matthew Stafford's not turning the football over. That's why they've won these past two playoff games. This one against the Bucks, I don't think it was. It shouldn't have been that close. Man, Cam Akers with that touchdown, with that, with that fumble was really scary. But Stafford with the pass the cup, setting up the gate uh, field goal to win it. And now they are hosting the NFC title game. Rams minus three, total of 46 and a half. I'm Scott Sadenberg. It's The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you missed any part of our show or anything on the VSIN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcasts, catch replays of all of our shows, or download and listen on your schedule. Go to vcin.com slash podcasts and get Beating the Book with Gil Alexander or Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. Plus, we've got Hardwood Handicappers, the Lombardi Line, Follow the Money, My Guys in the Desert, Coast to Coast Hoops, and many more. They're all free and available now at vcin.com slash podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. It is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm still not over this Buffalo Bills-Kansas City Chiefs game, and it's going to take me a long time. Uh, seriously. I, I, forget about the overtime rules. Forget about the coin flip not going their way. 13 seconds. The Bills had the lead. They had the game. 13 seconds left. All they had to do was squib kick it. And even if you don't squib kick it, which I I can't believe that they kicked the ball through the back of the end zone. 
which is the dumbest decision ever. Pooch kick it. Kick it up in the air. Let it land around the five-yard line, whatever it is. What the player's going to do is, even if the player on the 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 Chiefs decides to take take a knee or pick up the squib kick and fall on it and give himself up, the ref's still going to allow two seconds off the clock, right? Because the clock starts as soon as the player touches the football, and then player falls on it, gives himself up, one to two seconds off the clock. Every second counts. But I have a bigger issue with the way that the Bills defended those two passes from Patrick Mahomes. The first one, Tyree Kill, was just free. They gave him 20 yards, which I understand. At that point, the clock is your friend. At that point, you're saying, I will sacrifice 20 yards here for Tyree Kill as long as it takes a couple of seconds off the clock. But then allowing Travis Kelsey to (laughs) catch a 25-yard pass and allow the Chiefs to call a timeout with three seconds left to have a favorable field goal is so dumb. And I don't, it's it's gotta be the worst late game coaching I think I've ever seen. There's one thing that you cannot do in that spot. As a defender, you cannot allow a receiver to get behind you. And I get that they're playing off soft coverage because the safeties are playing deep. They're not allowing a receiver to get behind them. They're going to allow the receiver to catch it in front and then tackle. I'm talking about the defenders in front of them at the second level, not the third level. You see, the first level is your line. The second level is your linebackers or any other, you know, players that are playing up, nickelbacks or whatnot, rovers. And then your third level is your, you know, the the secondary players, all those. Okay. I'm going to break it down in three levels here for you. Your safety is your third level. If you're a linebacker or, like I said, a nickelbacker, somebody playing up towards the line of scrimmage, when you cannot allow Travis Kelsey a free run out. In fact, in that point, how I would defend that play is to not allow any of the receivers to get a free run. If I'm the head coach, and this is not second-guessing, This is, to me, the most obvious thing you could ever think of. Because I think of it every single time a late-game situation happens. Hold the receivers. Just hold them. Grab them. Tackle them. Do what? Whatever you have to do to not allow them to run their routes cleanly. The worst possible penalty you can get is a pass interference penalty 
which is 15 yards or the spot foul if it's beyond 15. At that point, 15 yards doesn't hurt you. It's still too long of a field goal to kick. What you have to do is get the five-yard holding penalty. As soon as Travis Kelsey starts to run his route, you hold his arm. If he's not open, Mahomes is going to take maybe an extra second or two, maybe even more, to try and throw to an open receiver. But guess what? If you're holding every receiver and no one's open, what's Mahomes going to do? Maybe Mahomes is going to run for a couple of yards or scramble around and hope that someone gets open. Guess what? Five-yard penalty, automatic first down. Who cares? More time has now come off the clock. And if enough time has come off the clock, you are then forcing the Chiefs into a Hail Mary instead of a game-tying field goal. To allow a free run and a free route and just say, hey, just catch it in front of me and I'll tackle you. How'd that work out? 25-yard completion setting up the game-tying field goal at the end of regulation. It's just, it's unbelievable. Unbelievable. 13 seconds left. You allow two completions to get into field goal range. Oh, and by the way, on the kickoff, if you, even if you didn't squib it, you don't want to sacrifice the yardage, just pop the kick up in the air and force the Chiefs player to catch it at the five-yard line and take a knee. So even if no time comes off the clock, they get the ball at the five-yard line instead of the 25-yard line. Kicking it into the back of the end zone there is the worst thing you could have done. Just an absolute terrible decision on special teams, absolute terrible decision on defense. If you were going to play that soft coverage at the end against Mahomes with 13 seconds there, what I would have done instead of that, if you're not going to hold and purposely take the penalty, just zero blitz. Just send the house at Mahomes and don't allow him to get a free, easy first completion to Tyreek Hill for 20 yards. Because that was really the play. Not so, you know Maybe not so much the Kelsey play. But if they don't get those 20 yards, well, it was 19. If they don't get that on that first down play, everything changes. The entire mentality changes. If that pass is incomplete or if you sack Mahomes, the game's over. Yes, they had timeouts, but still, this I am not going to be over this for a long, long time. And then there was, I mean, just think about everything that happened. The Tyreek Hill touchdown was just ridiculous before that. But even after, Josh Allen still got the job done. And then, you know, to allow the Travis Kelsey catch and run to set up the field goal to tie the game. I just, I don't know how you do it. Just hold them. And then in overtime, 
That defense was so gassed, running after Tyreek Hill, trying to defend the final possession. You knew as soon as the Chiefs won the coin toss, they were winning that football game. And now you ask yourself, how does this Chiefs team lose? The Buffalo Bills, and specifically Josh Allen, just played one of the best games that you could play. And it wasn't enough. Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, with all due respect, and he's had a very nice season. Joe Burrow doesn't come close to doing what Josh Allen did in this game. Josh Allen, 329 yards, four touchdowns, 68 rushing yards, but in the biggest moments coming through. Bengals do not have that capability. I'd be shocked if the Chiefs lost this game at home to the Cincinnati Bengals. Does that mean that the Chiefs in a teaser is the way to go? Hey, listen, it burned me this week. I'm Scott Seidenberg. It's the look ahead here on Beeson. This is the look ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. VSIN has a great new offer to help make this your best betting year ever. Our all new big game. Big Dance Special provides VSIN Plus all access to everything we do from now through April 5th for only $69. Sign up now and get our daily best bets, emails, 24-7 video access, the upcoming big game and college hoops betting guides, plus full access to vsin.com with our exclusive betting split breakdowns on every game. It's one of the most exciting betting seasons of the year, so don't miss out on one of the best deals of the year. Go to vsin.com slash big deal to sign up today. Got some big deal energy going on here as we get it ready for Championship Sunday in the NFL. So, once again, it's going to take me a while to get over this Bills loss. Uh, Not only was I on the Bills' money line, but I had the Bills plus three and a half. So, the fact that they go into overtime and lose by six is the ultimate kick in the you-know-where. And now, you come to the spreads and the totals, and you try and see who is going to win these championship games. In the AFC, I'm telling you, I'd be shocked if the Chiefs lost this game. Kind of like how I felt about the Packers, and that burned me because I had the Packers in a teaser, and it lost because the Packers lost. But, I mean, think about <laughs> think about what went down this weekend, Okay. The Titans sacked Joe Burrow nine times. The Packers held the 49ers to just six points on offense. And Josh Allen threw for 329 yards and four touchdowns, including the go-ahead touchdown with 13 seconds left on the clock. And the Bills lost, the Packers lost, and the Titans lost. That is 
absolutely unbelievable. But again, maybe I'll go back to the well and push the Chiefs down from 7-1. to But then, who is the dance partner? And is it as obvious as what it seemingly the public's going to do and back the 49ers again? This is a 49er public dog team that has been backed every single which way since the playoffs started. Everyone backed the 49ers going up against the Dallas Cowboys. Everyone backing the 49ers going up against the Packers. And now, three-point dogs against the Rams push them up to nine? Gotta believe that game stays within a possession, right? And just look at how the first two games have played out between these two teams. The second one especially came down to overtime, but the first one was a 49er dominant victory. So 49ers plus nine just seems like a gift. And then you get the Chiefs pushed down. Personally, I don't even think you need to push the Chiefs down. I think the play is just the Chiefs. And for the 49er Ram game, I don't know where to go. I would think that the Rams have it only because the 49ers having to go on the road for a fourth straight week now has got to weigh on them. On the road in L.A., I know it's short travel, but it's on the road in L.A., season on the line. Like, think about it. They've played now four, three straight playoff games on the road because that game against the Rams was a playoff game. So that's on the road, must-win game, Playoff situation, they win. Then they go to Dallas. Playoff game on the road and win. Then they go to Lambeau on the road and win. Now they go back to L.A. Again, it's not not the same travel. You know, they're coming back home to San Francisco, and then they're just going to head down to L.A. day before the game or whatever. It's a quick flight. They'll be fine. Playing three straight playoff games like that, that's where I think it has to weigh on them. And we've seen teams win, you know, three straight road games and get to the Super Bowl. It's done a lot these days. But we're asking the 49ers not to do three straight. We're asking the 49ers to do four straight road playoff games, including beating a team twice in a span of, what, a month? Not even? That game was on January 9th. This next game coming up, we're talking about 20 days, right? Game will be played on the 20th, on the 30th. So we're talking about three weeks 
21 days, beating the same team twice. Just don't usually see it happen. Rams at home this year, 5-3. and three. Their three losses at home were the first game that they played against the Cardinals, which they lost 37-20. And in that game, Matthew Stafford threw um, an interception um, that was, I believe, did he throw a pick six in that one? Or... Um, no, just through a regular interception. Uh, but there was a fumble as well that killed the drive. Um, so there was the Sony Michelle fumble. There was the Matt Stafford interception. The Matt game missed a field goal. Uh, they turned the football over on downs. That game was just, just a disaster. So that was their first home loss of the season. Their next home loss was to the Titans. And that was an incredible game for Tennessee. That was the first, that was like one of the first games without Derrick Henry. The Titans went into LA and their defense was just incredible. And they were, Rams were seven point favorites in that game. And the Titans had really a um, back to back interceptions. From Matt Stafford, changed the complexion of the game, um, including one of those touch one of those interceptions, run back for a touchdown, and so that was the Rams' second loss at home this year. Their third loss at home this year was the last game of the regular season to the 49ers. Will they lose another one? And could it be this one or the Super Bowl? I think they have an advantage being at home. Even though there will be a large contingent of 49er fans there, I get it. But this is a team that has shaken off that loss in the final game of the regular season. And now they have played two back-to-back really good games. And this game against the Bucs should not have come down to the final possession the way it did. They had a chance to extend their lead prior to the half when Cam Akers fumbled when he got flipped up on his head. And then the Cam Akers fumble when they're trying to run the clock out, when I'm yelling at the TV, why did they decide to kick the ball deep? The Bucs had no timeouts left. There was three minutes left on the clock. Yes, they were hoping to get a three and out and then kick the ball back to Tom Brady, and he has a minute left in the game with no timeouts, but Cam Akers fumbles. Now there's plenty more time. And Tom Brady got the job done, and then Matt Stafford to Cooper Cup. Just an unbelievable play. Unbelievable throw under duress because Stafford got hit by Sue. Matt Stafford has been a different quarterback in these two playoff games. And I think that's going to be the difference for this team moving forward. And it's going to be the difference here against the 49ers. Matt Stafford will be the reason why the Los Angeles Rams will go to the Super Bowl. 
I'm Scott Sadenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on air. S C O T T S O N A I R. Love to hear your thoughts about these two championship games that we have coming up on Sunday. And if you still want to vent about the pills losing to the chiefs, I'm all ears for you because I'm going to be venting for a long time. This is the look ahead here on VCN, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr. And I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's never too early to prepare for the big game, and we want to make sure VSIN is a part of your plans. We'll be with you throughout the playoffs, and then on championship weekend, we'll have 56 hours of free video coverage on vsin.com leading up to our sixth annual live big game betcast. It's the biggest game of the year, so make plans now to join the VSIN betting experts before, during, and after the action on vsin.com. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. It is the look ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network, as we uh, take some time out here from the NFL action and get you caught up on everything that went down in the NBA and the NHL here on Sunday. On the ice, favorites went 3-2, and two, upsets by the Senators, who are plus 115 against the Blue Jackets, and the Kraken, who are plus 220. They beat the Panthers 5-3. to three. Unders went 4-1 and one on the day. The lone over was the Kraken 5-3 win versus the Panthers. The total was six goals. In the NBA, favorites went 8-3 and three straight up, but just 6-4-1 ATS with a push on the Warriors minus two in a two-point win over the Jazz. The Pistons uh, plus 12 covered as dogs in a 117-111 loss to the Nuggets. And then the Blazers, who were eight-point dogs against the Raptors, pulled an upset. So did the Magic, who were three-and-a-half-point dogs against the Bulls. And the Hawks, who were one-and-a-half-point dogs against the Hornets. Overs 
went six and five on the day. And so taking a look at the NBA schedule for Monday, uh, just the four-game schedule, the Knicks will play the second of a back-to-back as they were host the hosting the Clippers on Sunday afternoon. They won against the Clippers. Now they will uh, travel to Cleveland to play the Cavs. Uh, so the Knicks, second out of a back-to-back, now in Cleveland. The Cavs are a seven-point favorite over the Knicks. Pacers will be at the Pelicans, and the Pelicans are two-and-a-half-point favorites there. The Bulls, uh, they just lost um, against the Magic as a small favorite. The Bulls, second out of a back-to-back, they are in OKC against the Thunder. The Bulls are two-point favorites. And then the Jazz will visit the Suns, and there's no line out on that game just yet. Jazz and Suns, the Jazz second out of a back-to-back as they lose to the Warriors in a game where um, they were missing some players, obviously. Uh, Well, I think just who didn't play in that game? Um, Gobert played... Uh, all right. Well, I don't know who, who was missing. But anyway, uh, Gobert was kind of limited, uh, or at least he was possibly not going to play in that game. Oh, Donovan Mitchell didn't play. So that obviously helps. Um, so no word on the players' availability for Monday. But that's your schedule for Monday in the NBA. In the NHL on uh, Monday, got a much bigger slate of games. Uh, Ducks at the Bruins, and Boston is minus 280 with a total of six. The Rangers will host the Kings. Rangers are minus 160, total of five and a half. Flyers host the Stars. Dallas minus 145 on the road with a total of six. The Golden Knights are in D.C. to take on the Capitals. Washington minus 125, total of six. Wild host the Canadiens. And Minnesota is minus 350 with a total of six. Avalanche welcome in the Blackhawks. Colorado minus 300. With a total of six there. And the Calgary Flames welcome in the Blues. Calgary minus 130 with a total of five and a half. Um, Taking an updated look here, because I've been interested recently at the futures market in the NHL. And I want to see if it's still juicy. Um, Maybe. Okay. Hear me out. Uh, Rangers are plus 1,100 to win the Eastern Conference. And right now, they're in first place in the Metropolitan Division. I don't know if they maintain that because the Metropolitan Division is very jumbled. Um, Penguins, uh, the Rangers have 58 points. Penguins with 57. Carolina with 56. And the Capitals with 55. So you got all four teams in the mix for the division title there. But... They are right now the um, leader in the clubhouse. Uh, They are also just three points back of the Panthers for the most points and the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. So there's a chance they could be a one seed, home ice advantage, all that fun stuff um, in the postseason. Chris Kreider's having an incredible season uh, scoring goals. And they're getting, you know, some pretty good goaltending from 
both Igor Shesterkin and to a lesser extent Alexander Gorgiev. But Shesterkin this year in 25 games, 19 wins, four losses, two overtime losses, and he has a .936 save percentage. That's second. He is first in the league in save percentage. He's second in the league in goals against average. Uh, We're talking about Vezina-type stats here for Igor Shesterkin. In fact, to win the Vezina, he is the favorite. He's plus 330 right now to win the Vezina Trophy. And look at these numbers. 2.08 goals against average, second to only Frederick Anderson of Carolina, and a 9.36 save percentage, first in the NHL, right ahead of Frederick Anderson. By the way, Frederick Anderson is not even, I don't even see him on the list for Vezina, which is very interesting. He's played 27 games. He's right there with, Chase Durkin, and I mean, I guess that would be the field at plus 1,200 because I don't see Frederick Anderson. Oh, let me go down the list here. Maybe that's why. Scroll down. That's usually how computers work, right, Scott? Um, No, I don't see it. He's not on here. That would be the field, plus 1,200, the bet on DraftKings. But Igor Chase Durkin plus 330, he's your favorite right now to win the Vezina. So why not the Rangers to win the Eastern Conference at plus 1,100? Certainly better odds than what you're getting on the Panthers plus 400, the Lightning plus 425, Maple Leafs plus 425, Hurricanes plus 650, plus 1,100. Not a bad sprinkle for a team that can get hot behind the best goaltender, arguably, in the NHL right now. Not to mention, it's not the best home record in the NHL. That would be the Florida Panthers. The Florida Panthers this year, 21-3 at home. But the Rangers, 12-3-2 at home this year. That is the third fewest losses at home this season. I mentioned the Panthers are 21-3. Rangers 12-3-2, Avalanche 17-2-1. So, home ice advantage could help this team. I think it's really interesting to see it at plus 1,100. Even to win the division, they're plus 1,400. And like I said, the division's all jumbled. So, I'm just saying, it comes down to a seven-game playoff series. I like their chances. In the West, the Avalanche are your favorite at plus 200 which I get most points right now, 59 points. Uh, Then the Golden Knights at plus 330. Then the Minnesota Wild at plus 900. And, you know, that's an interesting bet. St. Louis plus 1,100. Calgary plus 1,200. Nashville plus 1,200. All very interesting. Um, I think if you look at the West, Vegas leads the Pacific. 50 points. You have the Kings and the Ducks right there at 47-47. 
and the Sharks at 44. But look at this in the Central. Colorado's got 59, St. Louis 55, Nashville 55, Minnesota 51. So St. Louis could be interesting. Um, I also look at goal differential as a big indicator of success. And right now the Avalanche plus 47 are the best in the Western Conference. The Blues, though, they're the second best at plus 37. Blues are plus 1100 to win the West. So I like a pair of a, a pair of plus 1100 futures possibly here in the NHL. Rangers in the East, St. Louis in the West. Could be worth a little bit of a sprinkle here. Have some fun the rest of this hockey season. I'm Scott Sadenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at Scott Air. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.